Welcome back to Team Talk. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser. Another hour, and then we've got American League Championship Series action. Astros at Rangers, 6 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on 1017 The Team. But it's Wednesday afternoon at 5, and we're back to normalcy here as we've got University of New Mexico head coach Danny Gonzalez joining us this afternoon. And first of all, coach, uh, I'll tell you, you know, the, you know, the coming off of the, uh, the overtime win against UMass and then the competitive game, uh, against Wyoming, you did have that open week, which I'm sure you maximized, um, you know, with regard to recruiting. Uh, you come back and, and play a pretty good first half. So, you know, you kind of saw the team continuing to improve, but, you know, obviously the second half wasn't, uh, very good to New Mexico Lobos. What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me on. No, the second yeah. half, um, and honestly, it was the, it's it's the worst uh, half of team football I've ever been a part of. I mean, both sides of the ball were bad. Special teams were bad. Um, I mean, I don't think our guys gave in. They were playing hard, but we were making so many mistakes, we didn't give ourselves a chance to be competitive, competitive in the second half. Yeah, and that's the, the 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 tough part about being a coach of the whole psychology of this. So you walked out of the locker room there, uh, you know, getting ready to start the third quarter. You knew you were kicking off to San Jose State, but you, you probably were expecting, based on what you saw in the first half, that you could take control in that game, and it just didn't happen, huh? No, that was our, our thought going out, go out there and get a stop on defense, and then we were moving the ball really effectively on offense. I thought after the block punt in the first half, uh, the offense did a great job of coming out and putting a 13-play drive together and put the ball in the end zone and gave us back the lead. And I thought, uh, I mean, the, the energy in the locker room, and we did a couple things that we thought would help, was really good. But obviously, we gave up a two-play score, and then we didn't have an answer on offense. And it kind of steamrolled from there, which was too bad. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the, the second half was as bad as you've been associated with this whole thing anomaly of uh this third quarter thing coach i mean uh it, it like it's it's got to be uh wacky to you too and you've been around you know a lot of football and like you know sometimes you know third quarter fourth quarter people make a big deal out of it but it's just kind of odd the way that things are have shook out with the third quarter of the last couple of years for that matter and and really there, can, can you even come close to putting your finger on it well, we, we've we've uh, we've tried to address some different things during uh, practice the last uh, two weeks, uh, even more so this week with some sudden change and coming out of the locker room and trying to take a break and, and reestablishing ourselves during practice. So we're trying to put our finger on it. Uh, obviously, we need to come out and play better. We've got a couple things that we're we're trying to save for the second half this week. Hopefully, it'll spark some uh, some excitement on our sideline. But we've got to do something and, and keep going to the drawing board until we figure it out. Well, uh, people are going to see uh, Hawaii Rainbow Warriors next on the schedule. They're going to look at two and five, and they're going to say, oh, you know, yeah, the Hawaii program is really, you know, on the skids. Well, actually, uh, you know, under Timmy Chang, uh, the head coach, you look at uh, the schedule they played here, coach, and, and they have been competitive uh, in every single game, with the exception of the Oregon game, which you know is tough on anybody, but I I see they're competitive against an SEC school in Vanderbilt. Uh, they competed against that same Stanford team that beat Colorado. I mean, what is uh, what are the things that you're concerned about? Obviously, they throw it all over the yard, but you know things that you're addressing in preparation of this game on Saturday at four o'clock at University Stadium, Coach Gonzalez. Well, they're they're definitely a lot better than we want them to be. They play good <laughs> football. And when Hawaii has been good, they've done a great job recruiting the island. And Coach Chang, who's from there, who played there, 
uh, has done a phenomenal job of, of getting kids to transfer back and getting kids to stay on the island. So he's got that program going in the right direction. Uh, they're a competitive football team. They're a tough football team. So we've got a, we've got a team in here, and, and they're going to look into Mexico and think, okay, we can get our stuff fixed right here. Um, and they see we're two and four, they're two and five. It's a big game for both schools in this league. And, uh, I mean, we're excited for the opportunity to get back out there on the field and, and get rid of that taste from the second half. So much of the success of offenses against a defense like yours is related to the amount of time the quarterback gets. Uh, obviously, the pressure on the quarterback, what we're used to seeing uh, from your Lobo defensive squads, Coach Gonzalez, uh, it's not where you want it to be. So is that uh, coming up with uh, different schemes in order to try to, to get to that quarterback? Because for the most part, I think we've talked about this, you, you know, in a lot of ways you put your defensive secondary in situations where they they're going to have to just go one on one and do their job, but it's it's got to be a cohesive thing, you know, coming from out of nowhere to get pressure, uh, so that you can give those guys some help in that secondary. Coach Gonzalez, well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we've got some guys that are are getting better in the secondary, gaining experience, but they're gaining experience by fire, and we need to help them out with the with a rush from the front seven. We we've had some success with a four man rush where we're getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand and some of our zone stuff. But we need to do a better job in the in the five man rush and then take some chances and send six and seven and see if we can get to the quarterback and especially this week. I mean, uh Braden Shager does a really good job of making all the throws. Uh they're I mean, they're running shoot, I mean they definitely want to throw it first. So we're gonna have to make him uncomfortable back there to give those guys in the secondary a chance. And, you know, offensively, we've seen, like, you know, what Dylan Hopkins is capable of. Your, uh, you know, your running back crew, obviously solid. Um, you know, what's, you know, and you've, you've talked about the, uh, the, the false starts, uh, inexcusable false starts, and it might have been related to some things you were doing in terms of switching things up. It, it, like, is that meaning kind of things might be more simplified? Is that, is that kind of the way you're putting that? Well, you don't want to simplify it so much that it makes it easy on the defense. Obviously, we have to make it to where our guys aren't making as many mistakes so we don't have the issues we had last week. Uh, we've addressed some of those. In pro- we've addressed all of them in practice. We've done some different things to try and reestablish the focus. But we're going to do everything we can that gives us an advantage uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, the guys need to settle in, focus, concentrate, and, and execute what we're trying to do. So um, here's kind of a like a dilemma. Uh, you know, obviously, th- they probably don't take much time in between plays. Is that correct? you got to be ready to play defense, like, really quick from the time that the, the previous uh, play ends, right? They, they go pretty quick. I mean, they, uh, they try and establish a tempo to see if they can catch you off guard, uh, stuff that we practice, but no, no different than uh, depending on how we're moving the ball offensively will depend on how fast they want to go at the same time. Yeah, and that's what I was asking is uh, sometimes, like, if you are playing a team, I'm not talking about exactly, you know, your team, but if you're playing a team that plays at a a ridiculously high pace uh, and then you try to adjust your tempo on offense, it can also affect your offense there, and it's uh, in the, the whole thing is kind of a net loss, right? So, like, what kind of tempo do you think you'd like to play with offensively, you know, in terms of, like, when the ball is snapped and where the play clock is, is at, you know, uh, under 10 seconds or whatever? Do, do you ever see any kind of an advantage of maybe even moving a little bit quicker, even against a team that plays as quickly as Hawaii does, Coach Gonzalez? 
You know, it all depends on how the tempo of the game is going and, and what we're doing offensively that gives us the best chance to be successful. Sometimes we want to see what they're doing on defense. Sometimes we want to get up there and get going. I mean, it's it's all dictated by one game plan and two how uh, how the game is going uh, as it's going. Coach, what are you seeing in practice when there are some of these mistakes that are happening in games where, you know, especially out in the secondary, if if somebody's missing a ball in coverage or things like that, the things that you've been trying to reiterate week over week is that happening in in practice too or is there something about the game environment that these guys are still trying to get more comfortable with well the 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 big play saturday the big play over the top saturday was a third and one double move uh zach zach and morris has actually done a really good job of getting better every week i mean he's fourth in the mountain west conference in pbus and that's partly because he's on the opposite side of dante martin and then our our wolf safeties uh they are improving weekly. Like I said, we didn't give up. It wasn't the, the big plays over the top Saturday. We gave up some long runs in the second half and a couple of slip screens. Uh, we've obviously gotten better in coverage during the week in practice going into the games. And the better we are covering those guys, the more confidence I have in sending more pressures and, and giving us a chance to get to the quarterback. But are, are you getting the sense that these guys understand what it is they need to do differently and, and having the confidence that they'll – continue to correct that when you're in that game day atmosphere again compared to practice do you have that confidence that they're understanding what it is that they need to do differently i do and i think uh i mean on both sides of the ball uh especially coverage wise i think we've had a good really good week of practice and then we've done some things against each other uh speed and tempo and, and trying to get the offensive line to jump and doing those things so we've addressed them uh we've, we've executed it better in practice week now in the well, like like you say, when the lights are on, we go out. Got to go out there and execute. Four o'clock Saturday at University Stadium against Hawaii. Another four o'clock game and another home week here for the University of New Mexico. As we're talking to Lobo head football coach Danny Gonzalez here on Team Talk ESPN Radio one hundred one seven. The team. The bye week was all about you guys and focusing on the things that you guys need to do, Coach. When you guys got to the stadium Saturday for San Jose State, did you feel like you had accomplished what you wanted to and, and seen what you wanted to see through the bye week? I did. I mean, I, I mean, the way we played in the first half, obviously, I thought it was complimentary football. Other than the uh, the block punt on special teams, um, we pretty much had our way with what we wanted to do. I mean, that that game very easily should have been seventeen seven or seventeen three uh, at halftime. Obviously, the block punt led to them having some momentum, but I thought our offense took it right back. So, I mean, I think everything we had tried to address out of the bye week was fine. Now we did have the two uh, false start penalties in the first half. And then it, it steamrolled from there. I mean, we ended up with six in the second half, which got us behind the chains on all six drives of our first six drives that ended in three and outs. I mean, you, we're not good enough to be behind the chains and have success over and over and over. We, got, we were able to execute some third and longs in the first half, but you're living on borrowed time when you do that. And then in the second half on defense, obviously we can't make assignment mistakes and give the running back a head start downhill because – well, I mean, we're not good enough to overcome those things. We're good enough to be competitive when we do things right, so that was the big emphasis this week. What have some of the conversations been like in recent weeks with Dylan Hopkins as somebody who is one of the more veteran quarterbacks in the Mountain West, really one of the more veteran quarterbacks around given all the time he had before coming to New Mexico, just in terms of trying to be the leader in that offense and maybe try to, to, try to calm things down in a case like uh, what we saw in the third quarter on Saturday. Just some of the conversations that you've been having with Dylan Hopkins. Well, I sat with Dylan on Monday, and, and uh, I mean, I told our whole team, you know, that we've got a, a bunch of guys that are sick of losing and, and want to turn it around. 
And we've got one guy on our team that at this level has won at a high level. Has I mean, beat BYU when they were 10-2, and two, won bowl games, uh, has started and won, won numerous games as a starter, and that's Dylan Hopkins. So I told Dylan, I mean, you gotta, you got to lasso up this team, throw them on your back, and, and let's get going. And when things go, when things start to get a little shaky, I mean, you're the one that's got the voice, has got to step it up. And Dylan's been really good all year. I mean, obviously he's learned the, earned the respect of his teammates uh, by – being selected to go to Las Vegas by being a captain every week. I mean, he's really been a voice in that locker room, and we need him to continue with that voice and just let the guys jump on his back and, and let's go. Whether it's by, I mean, you know this, Coach. I mean, you've been doing, you've been around football a long time. Whether you win by 30 or you win by three, a win is a win, even if it's not necessarily pretty. And your Cowboys getting right back on track Monday night, that win over the Chargers. But there's been so much focus on this new offense, this Texas Coast offense, that Mike McCarthy's been trying to install, even even just a generality, just when you're trying to go into a new season and you're trying to establish some of those new elements in an offense like that, what are some of the big challenges in that regard? Well, obviously it's it's execution. One, coaches can install it, coaches can teach it, depending on how good of a, a teacher you are, will determine how speed, how much fast, you, how, how fast you can get everything installed. And then obviously executing on game day. It's one thing to be able to get up on a chalkboard and say, this is what I got to do but then use your athletic ability to go out there and do it. I mean, I think we've come a long way, obviously, offensively, from when Coach B got here in January to where we are now. We obviously need to put it together for 60 minutes and put it together for 60 minutes on both sides of the ball and play complementary football. I mean, so far this season, when we've been good on one side of the ball, we've been good on the other. When we've been bad on one side of the ball, we've been bad on the other. I mean, we need to go out there. If, if the offense turns the ball over, the defense needs to go out there and get a stop and just give it right back to the offense to make it up. If the defense is struggling, then the offense needs to come out and move the ball and, and score some points. And we've kind of done the opposite of that. Like Saturday in the second half, we went six three and outs on offense, and we gave up uh, six plays of our four plays of over fifty yards on defense. I mean, those are things that you can't do if you want to be successful. All right. Well, complimentary football is what we're going to be looking for on Saturday, four o'clock homecoming against Hawaii, coach, and an opportunity to get right back at it. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, we've got six more opportunities that we're excited about. Uh, the first one starting Wednesday, the only one that really matters is Saturday. We've got to go 1-0 in practice tomorrow and give ourselves a chance to be successful on Saturday. Right. I appreciate you guys. It's homecoming. Get out there. Support the Lobos. Go Lobos. All right. And Salt Yard West uh, tomorrow night, I'm assuming, Coach? Absolutely. Uh, we'll be there tomorrow night. We're going to have our analysts, Brady Vincent and Dante Caro, on there uh, tomorrow night. Salt Yard West is a great facility. You can watch the – the Thursday night football, I mean, there'll be both college and NFL. Uh, there's an outdoor area for kids to play, so come on out and enjoy an evening at Salt Yard West. All right, Coach, good luck, and we'll uh, talk to you next Wednesday. Appreciate you.